This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Let's fuck this shit. Look, Look who, who it is. is. <laughs> it's Audrey, who I I have missed your physical presence for the last two 24 days. hours. It was like one day. Yeah, it was it has not been two days. I have no idea like concept no of No idea what day it is. This is what happens when you go to a Monday game. I have no idea what day of the week it is. So if you follow us on Twitter, which it would be really weird if you were listening to this podcast and didn't follow us on Twitter. I don't know. A lot of people don't have Twitter. Well, how do they be find nice. us then? I don't know. Googling <laughs> hockey plus sluts plus podcast <laughs> plus question mark <laughs> yeah something like that audrey and i met for the first time in person mm-hmm. just one whole trip around the sun ago one one day ago and we wow. hugged for like three minutes straight it was really nice it's like the first physical contact i've had with another person in like six months i think i screamed and shrieked and maybe cried a little bit all those things it was a very intimate experience, which is why we're telling thousands of people about it right now. But yeah, I mean, if you didn't know this, and like a lot of people don't know this, but like Audrey and I had never met in person until... It makes me happy that like people thought, a lot of people thought that we like record this together in the same physical space. And I'm like, no, we record it in the same metaphysical space. <laughs> we exist on the same like astral plane yeah. I feel you know I feel like we're we're both in the same brain right but in two separate hot bodies yes two very separate physical spaces so yeah it was good gr- it was great we will we will definitely debrief on everything that happened in Raleigh it was such a great trip it was so good let's talk about it later though we're literally I don't think we're gonna take a single call this week even though we we got some good ones I think we'll get to them later this week or never. Or never. Who the fuck cares? It's our podcast. We make the rules. <laughs> but you guys, things really, really happened last night. They happened and they didn't stop happening and they're going to keep happening until we all die and then nothing happens after. <laughs> I do want to say that um, <laughs> I was wrong. I was wrong. Wow. Can we can we just like get this? Can you put like an audio effect on that? Like to make it almost like word art <laughs> reverberating or something? I was wrong. Yes. Ugh, I'm saving From it. literally episode one of this podcast, which we recorded during the preseason in September, you asked me, who do you think is going to win the Stanley Cup, Audrey? And I said, well, Christina, I think that's obvious. I think it's the Tampa Bay Lightning. And you said, Wrong. you dumb bitch. That's not going to happen. Wow. And wow. 
I don't know how many times I have said that since then, but definitely a countless lot, times. countless times, probably at least several dozen. And I was wrong. You just got your shit owned. I got rocked last night. My bracket is fucked up, which is fine because so many other people were also wrong. Experience playoff hockey. <laughs> Experience playoff hockey, baby. The thing that like that makes playoff hockey really fun and exciting, especially if you if you're coming to it compared to like other the other big four sports, is that I don't think in any other sport you would see a one seed losing in a sweep to an eight seed to an eight seed in the first round. Like this is insane and just sort of goes to show you like how much of hockey is about finding a rhythm with your boys and luck and luck. And lo- I mean, it's a lot of luck. And honestly, like your goalie being hot or not, literally, and also in terms of saves. <laughs> Whoever has the most attractive goalie, that's an edge. <laughs> so the Columbus Blue Jackets did eliminate the Tampa Bay Lightning. They swept them in four games. Good job. Good job, Columbus. Would you say, do, do we love to see it? I would say in the spirit of the hockey dudes, we absolutely love to see it. It is... I mean, (laughs) I'm just thinking about, like, the Blue Jackets really stepped up their game. Yeah. Nobody, literally nobody thought that they were going to take this series. And you have to really internalize that. Every Nobody thinks we can do it and either turn Mm. that, like, that's either going to, that's going to make or break you. And they, I mean, 12 different players on the Blue Jackets scored goals in four games. I do have to put like a giant asterisk by the no one thought we could do it kind of uh-huh. thing because they were to me a very underrated eight seed. I think that them going into the playoffs was they were almost cheating by being an eight seed because like they really weren't that they were they're, they're totally stacked in terms of players, especially with the acquisitions that they made as the trade deadline. But there were right. a, a few weeks we didn't know if it was going to work or not. We didn't know if that combination was going to work or not. Like it, it could have right. easily been had they added one more person or had they added the wrong player, it could have been a mm-hmm. disaster. Oh, it was a total gamble. I'm just saying it's insane. that like, their record at the end of the season didn't reflect the changes that they had made at the trade mm-hmm. deadline, basically. So really, I mean, like, I think it's a combination of two things. I mean, I think that, like we said before, mm-hmm. hockey is so much about luck and like who gets hot and who gets not. But also, the Blue Jackets made a lot of tweaks to their gameplay yes. that I think really showed in how they just totally dominated the Lightning. So Christina has learned a new word this week, and that word Teach is forecheck. What is it? Forecheck. <laughs> forecheck. I'm doing the, the more you know, Rainbow. So after reading about two articles, I now am an expert on what forechecks are. I'm thrilled for you, personally. Do you know what they are? Yes, I, I both know what forechecking and backchecking is. I don't know what that one is. We'll save that one for okay, next cool. week. Okay, so cool. You're, you're 50% of the way there, and I'll take it. <laughs> so they adjusted their Fortrex strategy to be just... They're still using like a very conservative formation, I guess. Mm-hmm. But they're just so aggressive about it that they were cutting off any chances the Lightning had of scoring. And so with that, they just suffocated them from the offense to the defense. So It's almost like defense matters. I'm not going to go that far. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I'm doing my best here. Because Seth Jones did score a couple goals. He did score a couple goals. The best thing about Seth Jones' two goals that he had in these four games were that they came after he, he just really allowed two terrible turnovers. <laughs> He's like, oh my God, of course, is going to scream at me. 
And I do have to give Torts some credit here because apparently he gave like a hell of a pre-playoff speech to everybody. And all the players were talking about like this amazing speech he gave to them where he just lit a fire under their ass. Like you have to believe in yourself because no one else is going to believe in you. And I'm like, can you just do that for me so that I can feel good about myself? Can you tell me that I'm pretty? It's a combination that looks lucky from the outside, but I think was yeah. very deliberate. And I think that was overshadowed by how obsessed everybody was with the Lightning's record going into the series. I mean, they literally, they won the President's Trophy. They're the first President's Trophy winner to ever get (laughs) swept in the first round. (laughs) Which, I mean, again, just because you can score goals doesn't mean that you're a good team. They're like the personification of that, that gifted kid meme that like goes around Twitter. The President's Trophy is literally just like a best attendance award. A school best attendance award. It doesn't matter. Your number of goals doesn't matter. That can all go away in like six days in April. And it's it. I said this earlier today to somebody. But every season, you're going to have, you know, five or six games where they're going to come back and say, we just didn't play our game. It's like such a hockey player cliche to like feed to the media that line that we didn't, Mm -hmm. we just didn't play our game. But the Lightning, they chose these four games to not play their game. I read some of the interviews with the players like after after they lost last night and I think Stamkos, he was like, if I had answers for you, then we would have won the game. And I was just like, oh, right. that's like a, that's such a sad quote to give. But it's true. I mean, like, how can you ask people what went wrong? But obviously everything went wrong. It's everything from their power play, which was amazing mm-hmm. all season. They had literally just one power play in like right. the final two games. Their special teams were completely off. Like their penalty kill, Columbus scored five <laughs> times, like on the power play against them. Victor Hedman was out for the last two games. And in the first two, it was clear that he was struggling with something because he had an upper body injury that he was mm-hmm. kind of, I think, trying to play through through the end of the season. And then Kucherov gets suspended after game two for... He boarded somebody. He boarded somebody at the very end of game two, which they were all they were down five to one. So he was clearly just frustrated. And he was clearly not focused. And he was just angry and frustrated and allowed that to impact his game. And yeah, then he got no suspended. Discipline. It, that's really what it was, is the lightning allowed their frustration and to, to crack that facade of discipline that they've had all year. And the Blue Jackets stuck to the plan and stayed calm mm-hmm. and stayed focused. And I mean, Bobrovsky was on fire. They got really lucky. They got re- the, I will say that was where they got lucky, is that Bobrovsky caught fire at the exact right and time. And they all probably use Headspace. To calm down, they sit around doing guided meditations together before bed. Puck bunnies, please sound off. So we're proud of them. Good job, boys. I'm moderately proud of them. I like to see an upset. I think that's what makes hockey fun. Like this would never happen at the NBA or something like that. It's fun to see some wild shit every now and then. They they were being outworked in like every segment of reevaluate. Like were were we all just missing something this season with the bolts? And I think that's why people are freaking out and like 
people are publishing bad takes left and right. Mm -hmm. They're trying to justify, they're trying to justify this. And I'm like, I don't think we were missing anything. I think it was just a very unique combination and some very choice goals by Columbus. And sometimes when people take risks, like at the deadline, bringing in, you know, 16 Mm -hmm. new players or whatever, you have a tendency to write that off and be like, that's stupid because it's a risk and you want something that you are able to predict and you want your own narrative in your head right to play out no. and that's not what happens sometimes chaos wins um so congrats to columbus panarin and bobrovsky will we see them next season not in columbus too early to tell too early <laughs> to tell <laughs> maybe they're if like they win the cups right now because they know their aav went up like a million each sky high yeah exactly oh my god that's Chicago. so true I feel bad for Tampa and I feel bad for Tampa fans because I think that it's very unfair that our collective memory is so short and that this 60 game winning season that they just had is going to get flushed down the toilet because all people are going to remember is last night and they're going to remember this huge like one of the biggest upsets in sports history and they're gonna remember the disappointment and how I think horrible good, it was. I think it's funny to see people choke on a national stage like that. I mean, if if you're looking at their roster and you're looking, you're looking at, they're gonna be fine. All their core pieces are coming back. They just signed their coach for like another like three year extension. A lot of people think that they should not have done that. Like that they want Cooper. You're out dumb of there. if you fire Cooper. I don't think that they're going to fire him. I don't think they should fire him. I don't think that four games, even if they are the most four, important four games of the season, I don't think that accurately reflects how they played. Yeah, all like you said, all their key players, you know, Stamkos, McDonough, Hedman, are all, and Kucherov are all going to be back next year. But I think what they need to do is probably reevaluate their defensive core and maybe shake things up because they are going to have some people, they're going to have some people walk. That's fine, like whatever. But if they want to bring in some some young defensemen that they can get some serious ice time and really, like you said, put together an aggressive forecheck that can shut. Good job, Christina. Good job, Christina. Voice. <laughs> Good job, Christina. Smiley face. <laughs> that, but like that can smother other teams and have that energy and key and just grind through it, which I think is what Columbus did really well. This is their chance to do yep. it. We'll see if they do it. Do you want to talk about the other sweep of the week? I absolutely do because I think this got overshadowed. Because it wasn't as big of a choke. It pleases me so much to say that the Pittsburgh Penguins have been eliminated from the 2019 Stanley Cup playoffs. In four games, they were swept by the New York Islanders. As I've said on Twitter before, I like I'm I'm not a longtime hockey fan, so like I don't know why Audrey hates the Pittsburgh Penguins so much, but I like feel like I should because she does. So I'm happy about this too. Fuck the penguins. (laughs) The really interesting thing about this series is how quiet Crosby, Malkin, Phil Kessel, and Chris Letang were. It's very interesting to me. Like, I would love to know. There's just got to be so many different factors going into, like, what, what was going on with these four guys? During these games, Crosby finished. He had one assist in four games. That's his worst. It's like his worst playoff performance in the 12 different times he's been in the playoffs. Maybe he had a stomach ache. He has to start eating more fucking raw chicken breast or whatever he eats in the morning. It's really gross. I love all the close ups of his face. With oh his my sad God. Like his crust mustache, just like staring off in the middle distance. He looks like an evil train conductor or something. And then you have Malkin, who I think he had like two or three points, but 
He also was in the penalty box yeah. every five minutes. And literally the Islanders' entire strategy was make Gino mad. Not hard. And he made it so, so easy for them. And I understand, like, he's had a very frustrating season, but you could really <laughs> see that. You could see that on his face. Without those four guys producing like they should be, they had no chance. Like, there was no chance that they were going to take the series, especially with kind of like we talked about with Columbus. The Islanders, like, had a plan going in. You know, they were like, we have played this way all season. We have the depth. It's not necessarily an exciting game, but we're just going to shut things Mm -hmm. down and smother people and play a really defensive game. That's the Barry Trot specialty. And... That's what they did. They also, I think, got really like Robin Leonard yes, was on fire. He was excellent. But surprise, surprise, <laughs> Eric Branson and Jack Johnson are not all star really defensemen. Were they, like, top, were they the top defensive pair? I think they may have been paired for one That's game. That's a goofus, a goofus situation. But, like, don't put those guys But like, they're not all star defensemen and you can't pretend that they are. And it's just, it, to me, it's very indicative of like, this is the road that Pittsburgh has set itself on that every roster move they've made in like the past couple of years, whether it's like Jamie Alexiak, who got traded back to the stars this past year, or Jack Johnson, or Good Branson, you bring in these big like orcs. <laughs> right. These like big strong guys for your blue line, but they're slow. They're <laughs> not good skaters. <laughs> they just throw their bodies around and they don't even like they're not even good they at moving like the puck really around. Good candidates to be Audrey's boyfriend, but maybe not really good yes. candidates for your like top defensive pairing. Exactly. And it's just like you see them trade away people like Carl Haglin, who got traded to the Kings and then got traded to the Cavs. He's doing and great. Is insanely fast. And we talked about this, we talk about this literally every week, like you see the direction the league is going and some people have just been moving in the exact opposite direction and you can't act surprised when stuff like this happens. It's almost like the person who's like running their stats or something is just blind or doesn't care because like, how can you look at, Mm -hmm. how can you look at just everyone else's choices that they're making and think, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to encourage the GM to make the exact opposite decision. Man, Jack Johnson. Jesus Christ amazing um i haven't looked at like the those plus don't matter we don't care about those. any of them the I'm, plus curious. Only I'm curious as a player that i hate and that i'm like wow right like exactly negative five when you're on the ice you're negative 10 in my head because i hate you and again for the islanders they just took the plan that they've been using all season and we're like we've been successful with this so far we've basically been playing playoff hockey all season and nobody thought we would get this far so we're just gonna take it one day at a time one game at a time and well i'm anti-islanders since they yelled at us one time so i did not care who won this one it's nice to see matt barzell's cheekbones get what they finally deserve i want to talk about vegas golden knights versus san jose sharks because whoo there's some bad playoff hockey for you. Please tell me what's going on because you know I have not paid attention to this series. Because it's past your bedtime. At all. Past- the game started 10.30 at night. Those? People on the West Coast. I have been really enjoying this series. Like when I, I've caught a few games, but I, I mostly just enjoy reading about it because it's like a fun sport for me to like see what Martin Jones's the San, uh, San Jose's goalies like save percentage is for the night because it has been hor like I mean horrendous worst yeah. in the league. Everyone's sort of like talking about this as like it's sort of a battle between Flurry and Jones. I-, I don't think that's like super fair. No, it's just straight up massacre. Flurry is doing great. Like he's doing. He- I mean, he's playing at-, at the level he has been all season. He's but he's been great all season, like for once, which is kind of surprising since he's normally kind of mm-hmm. streaky. 
But Jones has been, I think his his play, I, I read today that his, <laughs> his, his score percentage or his save percentage for the playoffs is like 0.76%, which is like some wow. AHL numbers, my dude. That's really bad. He's doing and his best. And that is his best that he needs to be, they need to just take He's him to the glue farm or something. Because, and the real issue with this is, is his goaltending has been an issue all season. All season. And they just ignored it. They, they thought that if they manufactured a good enough defensive core, they could just kind of blow by that issue. Because the other problem is, is their backup, Dell, is just as bad. A name that I had not learned or heard until yeah, like two days ago. Yeah, because they never play them. I had no yeah, idea I mean, who that usually is. you know yeah. everyone's like secondary goalie because they like switch him out. But they don't switch. They have been switching him out recently just because I, I shit you not, Martin Jones has been allowing like the first shot on goal in. 11 times like this amazing which amazing. is unreal they're like the Vegas Golden Knights are scoring like within the first minute almost every game he's just like all right boys just get one in just get one in let's get warmed up it's exactly like what you said they thought just by having like probably two of the best defensemen in the entire NHL that they could just ignore goal mm-hmm. goaltending but you cannot do that whenever you have an offensive juggernaut like Vegas the depth of Vegas is they have two first lines astonishes me they have two first lines and every single one of their lines scores and and you can't stop them unless you have a great goal this is why the expansion draft was rigged (laughs) i know it's it's really fun to see it's mark stone just tearing it up selkie nominee mark stone good yeah like it is good for him i like seeing the uh the senator's refugees (laughs) doing well in other in other teams i mean yeah i mean i i really regret not having them in my bracket be the west coast finalists vegas leads 3-1 so if they win tomorrow it's done I really need them to wrap it up <laughs> for the sake of my bracket. Yeah. Also, <laughs> that's really what that's really what's important here. Thank you so much. Yes. So what's really going to be interesting with this is just to see how like San Jose is going to fall apart after they get bounced because I think that Eric Carlson might if they're out in the first round, Eric Carlson should bounce so fast, dude. He should eat the sharks, eat them into a Fucking hole. Go to Vegas, just do it. <laughs> They tried. They really tried. I think I think if you um guys. here's a question. What do you think of the whole Evander Kane, Ryan Reeves thing? I think that Ryan Reeves elite goal scorer uh should kill Evander Kane. <laughs> I think you should kill him. Well, Puck Bunnies do endorse murder. Oh, absolutely. Especially especially when it's deserved. <laughs> I haven't been paying attention. Like what is what is that? Like what are they doing to each other? So basically in game three, Vegas won 6-3. And in like the last minutes, Ryan Reeves and Evander Kane fought. That's like Godzilla versus Mothra. Then the next day, Evander Kane tried to like downplay the whole thing and was like, oh, you know, if Reeves is so tough, I don't even know if he landed a punch. I thought I was fighting the Muffin Man. I expected more of a battle. I was able to handle him. And then he said, for a guy who plays three and a half or four minutes a night, he sure does a lot of talking. I think he thinks it's the WWE. He's probably going to end up there pretty soon with the way his game looks. Another year left in his deal. I'm sure Vince McMahon will be giving him the call pretty soon. I think it'd be awesome if Ryan Reeves went to the WWE. Probably make more money. And then Joe Thornton chimed in as well. And said about Evander Kane, oh, for a 30 goal scorer, he looked pretty good in that fight. 
it was tough to see Ryan re- like Ryan go down like that versus a 30 goal scorer, but hopefully he'll have better luck next All time. All right, Joe. And then, so we have Jumbo Joe coming back with that. Then we have Ryan Reeves has to hit back at that, obviously, because none of these dudes can keep their mouth shut for 30 no. seconds. Ryan Reeves says, I've got a buddy with a grandpa who's going through the same thing. He can't really see very well because he's getting so old. <laughs> Because then um, Joe Thorne got suspended for a hit just for a game, I Mm -hmm. think, a couple days ago. And then he said, if he gets suspended, it's going to be hard for him to see up top from the press box. Oh, my God. Brian, get him. Honestly, this is really big talk coming from Joe, Jumbo Joe, who's like, this is going to be his last season. He's a thousand years old. Like, it's his fine. He's pissing his only chance in a Stanley Cup away. And like, so he's he's going to chirp at Ryan Reeves. I hate the Sharks so fucking much. <laughs> so last night, the Knights shut them out. 5-0 at home. You do love to see it. And in the very last minutes of the game, who do we have again? Starting shit? Evander Kane. So he like cross-checked Paul Stasny and then he elbowed Colin Miller sweet cute colin miller in the face so (laughs) he got two minutes for the cross check he got two for roughing he got a 10 minute misconduct you're out of the game and they played uh the muffin man song and baby shark in the arena while he was getting ejected wow god just stop being so dramatic jesus it's just hockey it's just it's just (laughs) hockey get over it I think they're both being dumbasses. Oh, for sure. But like, I stand, I stand Ryan Reeves. Another big suspension this week was Nazem Kadri, who has been suspended for the rest of the Leafs Bruins series. Again, second year in a row. Kadri's been suspended like four or five times, I think, in his career. He's what you call a passionate player. He cross-checked Jake DeBrusque at the end of like their second game against Boston. I mean, sweet Jake, but also like they were going back and forth. The entire game. And, like, there was a very questionable, like, knee-to-knee hit that DeBrusque skated into Kadri. And basically the only reason that that didn't get reviewed, I think, is because you can see him, like, jump to kind of try and get out of the mm-hmm. way. And the NHL thinks that one postseason game is the equivalent of two in the regular season. So I guess his suspension is worth, like, at least six, possibly eight or ten. This isn't just based on this hit. This is based on his history. Yes, this is clearly based on the fact that he is a repeat offender. And I mean, like, it should be. What's so frustrating to me about this is that, like, Kadri is, he's their third line center. On any other team, he would not be a third line center. It's just that they already have Matthews and yeah, Tavares. Yeah, like, you're not, you're not going <laughs> to... It's like, where are you going to exactly. put him? And the, also the frustrating thing is that, like, this hit, this cross-check, came because of a hit that DeBrusque hitting... Patrick Marlowe, mm-hmm. who I know is 100 years old, but, like, the guy can fend for himself. Yeah. So the Leafs are kind of an interesting team, especially when it comes to this, because Kadri is really their only guy who enforces anything. Who will get nasty. Yeah. Yes, that's true. And so there's a lot of talk about, like, oh, my God, are they going to eat Kadri, like, in the, in the offseason? I don't think they are. I don't think they're going to do it. Unless they can get somebody at a real bargain who's, like, not as much of a risk who can fulfill this same role. Because also, like, their cap space situation is a nightmare. Yeah, and and I also think that, like, I mean, he's beloved on the team. It's very, it's honestly very similar to, like, a Tom Wilson situation. Everybody everybody fucking loves him. And he's the only guy who's going to get out there and get nasty with people. And, like, you need that. Especially when you're playing the Bruins. Yeah, who are a nasty team. We, we love them, but they're nasty. <laughs> the other thing that this has kind of brought to the surface is this whole, I mean, there's been some very spotty officiating in this series. In all the series, I would say. 
I don't think that you can really deny that, but I think it's it's especially apparent when you have the Bruins who are really, really good at just stepping over the line enough that they're not going to get a call. Habitual line steppers of the NHL. Yes, they're the team in the league with one of the most penalties, and they're playing a team in the league with the least penalties. I would not say the Leafs are a very physical team. No, they're not. They're really that, and that's their signature. They're really speedy. They're really skilled, and they. They're not throwing their bodies around like as much as you see with a lot of other teams. And the Bruins do that really well and they're using it to their advantage. And that can be very frustrating, especially in situations where you have things going on after the whistle blows and you have cross-checking, you have shoving, and you have these things like not being called and not being enforced. Mm -hmm. So I get that frustration. I mean, this series is what, tied Mm 2-2? I think they're playing tonight. I think the Leafs are going down, unfortunately offensively like the Leafs are just like so good you can't yeah. beat like Marner Tavares Matthews especially when you have like Mitch out there like blocking shots like he was a couple nights ago wow a two-way player we stand <laughs> Mitch, Mitch is a defenseman he wants to be a defenseman he's 14 years old TV is his life he's out there trying to earn his contract we love him He's out there trying to earn his contract and pay the rest off with Instagram endorsements. Wow, yeah, that's like actually been the low-key story of the playoffs is Mitch just like shilling the shit out of his Instagram presence. He has a like a deal with every company on the face of the earth. Hold on, I want to go see his what his feed looks like right now. Mitch Warner is going to like sell us some fit tea. All right, so his last like six posts are for Red Bull, Intact Insurance. (laughs) He's an intactivist. Red Bull again. Intact insurance again. Good food, um, food delivery service. What the fuck is Azaro? Oh, it's a perfume. Mm. And then Visa, the one that he does with William Nylander. And then he's in the Apple ones with Austin Matthews. These are some like Lauren Oshi level endorsements. He loves a spawn con. Good for him. I can't hate it. Get paid. Um, did you have fun in Raleigh? I did. I had so much fun. Um, It gave me a reason to live. And now I have nice memories to think of, of us embracing several times. I have about a million photos in my phone of us that I just look Mm -hmm. at like while I'm at work. (laughs) Did you have fun? Yeah, we went to game three on Monday night. It was truly the most intense sporting event I have ever been to in person. It was wild from the start. From the start. We went to watch warm-ups, obviously. The stadium was half full. Yeah, it was the most people I had ever seen. Like, it was a full 45 minutes before puck drop, and people were already going crazy. It was awesome. Yeah, it was a completely sold-out arena at PNC Arena, like 18,000 folks. I'm so glad that we got to see them win on home ice. Before we even went in, there were people tailgating. In the South, people tailgate hockey games, which is fucking awesome. Which was so fun. And just, like, seeing so many people... In this quote-unquote small market, small hockey market, it's so great to see Mm -hmm. that. And I had at least three separate conversations with people who live in Raleigh while we were there. And they started with, I don't know a lot about hockey, but now I want to get into it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's so nice to hear. It's like a whole generation of people, even if they like lose in the first round. That's like a whole bunch of people who are like going to start going to games and, you know, showing a lot of interest and... The game was great. They shut the Caps out 5-0. I say it was great mostly because the Canes won on home ice. Was it great in terms of everything that happened? No, No, I would say no. I would not say it was a great game of hockey. The Caps played terribly. Oh, they looked like dog shit. 
They were horrible. Yeah. It started, like, from the beginning. Obviously, we just talked about the Ovechkin hit. The fight. It wasn't a hit. It was a fight. Like, five minutes into the first period, uh, I guess Fetch challenged Ovechkin to a fight. The, the thing is, like, we don't know what really happened. There are two conflicting versions of events. Everyone is trying to cover their asses in this situation. Yeah. I mean, what really matters is that he went down hard and his head bounced on the ice and it was really scary. I mean, like we thought that he was not, we thought that he was unconscious. Being there, I mean, like it it was pretty intense to see just because like he was laid out on the ground and when he was skating off, he looked really shaky. He was not supporting himself when he came off the ice. He was literally being held up. Yeah. And like that really set the tone for the rest of the night. And the boys have said that. Dougie Hamilton said like Svetch is like my brother. And so I was thinking of him the entire time that I was playing. And holy shit did it show because Dougie Hamilton was on fire. Playoffs Dougie. Playoffs Dougie. He, two goals, right? Two goals. Two goals. Couple of assists. He looked amazing. There was just no stopping him. And he played good hockey too. Uh, hey, hey. <laughs> Audrey was like incapacitated by how hot Dougie was. I can't talk about it. I, I can't talk about okay. it. It was an incredible experience to be there just because like I've never been on my feet that much for a professional sporting event. Like we were up and oh, we were up and down. We were up for at least 70% of the game, honestly. And everyone around us was going insane. Everyone around us was so nice. I was sat on the train home because I realized that that's like the last live hockey I'm going to see until at least September. You never know. Maybe like CBS Sports will finally get their head on straight and be like, we need to get the Puck Bunnies rinkside access. Give me Pierre's fucking job, NBC. Oh my God, he's so bad. Okay, sorry. Okay, I'm- you just need to watch hockey like I how I watch hockey, which is muted listening to music. Is that like a psychotic way to like watch hockey games? Do other people do that? Yeah, other people do okay. that. If you do that, tell me. I like the commentary. Like, I like a lot of the guys who do play-by-play. And the hard thing is that, like, I really like John Forsland, who is the guy who's calling the Caps Canes series. He's the guy who's calling Columbus Lightning. He does the play-by-play for the Canes. That's his, like, year-round job. He's so good. Except they paired him with fucking Pierre. Why are you ruining this for me? Like, why do I, I have to mute it like every time they come back from a, from a TV timeout? Oh, God, stupid Pierre is actually Pierre. Um, last night when I was watching the Columbus Lightning game, they came back from like a TV timeout and he was interviewing Don, John Tortorella. And Pierre asked him some dumbass question that was like, there's a lot of emotions in the stadium right now. How are you keeping your guys focused on their game? And Torts was like, I'm not. They're just going out and doing their, like, he he was <laughs> so clearly trying to contain being like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and he was just like, I'm not. They're professionals. I don't have to do yeah, they're that. They're not horses. I don't need to put blinders on them. They've got it. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, that was very off topic. So the Canes fucking shellacked them. Uh, I do not think the Canes are going to win this series. I think it would be insane if they won. That's what we were saying about the Jackets a week ago. (laughs) I know, but like the Jackets had dropped too. Honestly, at this point, all my expectations are out the window. Anything could happen. So Svetch is out. My boy got his head rocked. Today, he was at morning skate. He didn't skate, but he's in concussion protocol. Like, they said that they were surprised by how good he looked today. And also, Furland is injured. Furland is out. They don't know for how long. But 
they did it without them on Monday. So I think the secret is, is they have to kill a child ah, to get yes. Dougie's blood going. If anyone in the DC area has a teen boy that they're willing to <laughs> sacrifice. No, they should do the thing that the Flyers did, where like, if you, we go to overtime and- We'll give up like public school defibrillator. Yeah, if, if you don't, we'll kill them. Yeah. yeah. We, like we just need, I think Dougie just needs some more stakes on the line to be able to play really well. That's, that's really what it is. Anyway, we had a great time. We met some wonderful fans of the show. Yeah, it was so great just talking to people all weekend. And um, we did go to cookout. I made Christina go to cookout. It was pretty good. We didn't get any barbecue. I did get barbecue. (laughs) Would you like to tell the story of me getting barbecue? Yeah. So after the game, we went to the same bar that we went to the last night. It was 1130 at night. It was 1130 at night. We had not eaten dinner. No. And Audrey ordered like a normal thing, which was a barbecue sandwich. It was really good. I ordered at the bar. I ordered a chicken Caesar salad. We were sitting at the bar at the bar too. We weren't like sitting at a table. How was the salad? It was the worst salad I've ever had in my life. (laughs) It was was really awful, Audrey. It was really bad. I ate like how much of it did I you ate, eat? I like, ate three bites of it, and I was like, "All right, that's 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 all she wrote, folks." It was drenched in mayonnaise and covered with like dry rotisserie chicken. Our waitress comes by. She's like, "Do you want to box it up?" I was like, "I do not want to box this up. I will throw it in the trash myself." I mean, this is this has becomes funnier whenever I have an addiction to ordering Caesar salads in places where I shouldn't. The other place that I can remember, there's this restaurant in Toledo, Ohio, mm-hmm. that specializes in hot dogs and chicken paprikash. I don't, I don't know. It's like a weird thing to specialize in, but that's Toledo, Ohio for you. And I ordered a chicken Caesar salad there that I also ate two bites of. Anyway, do we need to go to game four in order for the Canes to win? Perhaps. Perhaps we do. So if they lose tomorrow, it's our fault. And also we both have full-time jobs and lives and don't live anywhere near there. So we're not going. Yeah, the, the extent to which I truly put my life on hold to go to a playoff game on a Monday in a different state. It's extreme. We joked the whole, we literally the whole season that we were going to do this. And then and we, we did. did it. This is this is what they say whenever, nevertheless, we persisted. This is, this is that. This is exactly what they mean. This is exactly what they mean. Christina, what? I love playoff hockey, but it's exhausting. I know. I'm very tired. Thanks to everybody who joined our bracket challenge. It's going great, obviously. No one's going to win and we're keeping all the money. It's going to be amazing when somehow nobody wins our bracket challenge. That's hockey, baby. Thank you so much. Christina, it's been a pleasure as always. My voice is literally still gone. Yeah, I sound like extremely nasal. You can call in with your questions or suggestions for next week's episode at 774-318-6952. If you called in this week, we did get them. We are saving them for next episode because we had so much random shit to talk about. Or we might not. Who knows? Who's to say? Uh, <laughs> if you want to, you can follow us on Twitter at PuckBunnies underscore pod and Instagram at, at PuckBunniesPod. No, no underscore. Not going to say it. Not going to say it. <laughs> and, you know, if you feel like it and you should. You should support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash puckbunnies. You could also rate and review us on iTunes because, again, we are trying to manipulate the algorithm every day of our lives. Not if you want to. You have. You are contractually, like, by listening to this podcast, you are contractually obligated to go rate and review us on iTunes. Or I will come to your house and I will hit you with a two by four. That's a promise. Both a threat and a promise. (laughs) I'm Christina. I'm Audrey. And this has been Puck Bunnies. Bye. Bye. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Some ASMR for you. All right.
Zenni offers prescription glasses starting at $6.95, as well as affordable sunglasses, blue blockers, and more. The best part? Try any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Visit zenni.com today and change the way you buy glasses forever.